And now, it's time for the Tech EU Drive at 5 with Robin Bouters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech EU Drive at 5. I am your host, Dan Taylor. And we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 16. My gosh, I just noticed that today is the 25th of November, which means, Robin? We're a month until Christmas. We're one month until Christmas. Do you uh, do you have all your shopping done? No, I have not. I know you do it like three, four months in advance. I don't. Have you shipped all your parcels off to the U.S. to your loved ones? I have not. I've not done done anything. I'll, I'll make it easy for you. I have not done a thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. I, this this is something that my mom passed on to me many years ago, and apparently my grandmother did this. And that is, uh, she's usually done with her Christmas shopping by Halloween. And I always thought that was crazy. But the older I get, the more I start to see the benefit in it. Uh, because, yeah, it's a month away from Christmas now and I'm done. And I am so ready to cruise on into Christmas cookies, the duvet, and the couch. I'll tell you somebody who's not headed for the couch real soon. Or maybe they are. Maybe they're, they're just uh, getting ready to call it a day. Lilium. Do you uh, do you remember Lilium, Robin? I remember the German jet company. Yes, that is right. They make uh, electric vertical takeoff and landing jets. Uh, we here at Techie, you have been covering them since 2016. So basically, uh, my understanding was they're they're a jet version of what Volocopter is doing, right? They're pretty they're much. doing the air, the air taxi thing. Um, and they've been on pretty much the same trajectory, you know, doing the testing, getting the licenses. Uh, they've also, both companies, coincidentally, both companies also have a relatively new CEO. Hmm. Uh, Lilium is backed by Atomico, Black Rock, Light Rock, Gray Rock, Blue Rock, all the rocks. <laughs> lots of rocks, yeah. All, lots of rocks. Uh, Tencent, to name a few. And the, uh, the part that really caught my eye was that back in September of 2021, they went public on NASDAQ with a SPAC. Uh, SPACs. Remember SPACs? I do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about another one in a minute. Oh, good. Well, it would seem as though that SPAC is not spacking enough SPAC because uh, Lilium needs more cash. And today they announced that they've raised or the, the, the proceeds generated thereby. Uh, they've got uh, 119 million new clams to play with. And this was derived via a concurrent private placement and registered direct offering of new shares. So uh, you're the you're the experienced veteran here, Robin. I mean, when a public company has to issue new shares to raise more money, that's probably not a good sign. Question mark. Uh, depends on the context, but in this case, I don't think it's a good sign at all. I mean, we had the change of CEO. We had, yeah. you know, everything that seems to be going on there uh, publicly, because as a public company, you have to be transparent about these things. Mm. Don't really paint a very, very beautiful picture. Yeah, I mean, in the announcement, the uh, official announcement that got sent to the media, the sentence that uh, I highlighted, underlined, and all caps was. The funds will be used for, quote, general corporate purposes, which may include payment of Lilium's supplier and working capital uses, end quote. Oh, dear. Exactly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
just just one one more comment on this because someone on Twitter pointed this out. I didn't actually know this. Um, mm. He said like Lilium just raised another hundred twenty million dollars. By now they've raised over nine hundred million, mm -hmm. and their market cap is four hundred and twenty-seven million. So, mm. you know, you know, when they spacked, you just mentioned it in September two thousand twenty-one. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That was. Those were the good old days. Remember those mm. days? The heady days. Uh, the heady days when, you know, sort of everything seemed to be going in favor of, of everything going on in tech. Um, you know, a year later, that situation is, is much different. So I think they're in trouble. Uh, I think this isn't a good sign. Uh, I think we'll have to sort of wait what comes next, but I don't think it's going to be many good things. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I think you're right. But talk to me about Volt. Yes, it's not all gloom and doom. Um, our, our very, very um, esteemed uh, colleague, Fiona Alston, uh, went to Slush in Helsinki and uh, met up with, uh, with Walt and the CEO, Miki Kusi, who used to coincidentally run Slush as a CEO, um, wow. to catch up on, on what they were doing. And they also had some news to announce. So we, we sort of broke that news this week. Uh, I invite you to go check it out. Uh, but in case you don't know, Walt is a last mile delivery platform, uh, started with food, but basically now it's sort of an on-demand platform as there are many, um, but definitely one of the fastest growing in Europe still. Uh, and the, the, the news was that they're opening two new tech hubs, uh, one in Stockholm, not too far from Helsinki, uh, but also one in Tel Aviv, uh, which for mm. obvious reasons is a bit of a tech capital. Uh, they're looking to hire, of course, um, dozens of experts, they say, software engineers, product managers, designers, data professionals. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but basically, they want to keep serving their now 20 million customers uh, and 23 markets, 300 cities now um, with more tech people. And they, they're going to them rather than wait for those tech people to come to them, yeah. um, which means they're, they're doing well, or at least they're being still ambitious and growing. And uh, the, way, the way that Fiona put it, I, I like this line so much. It's a glimmer of hope bobbing upon the sea of job losses and belt tightening currently occurring in the tech sector so you know she she tells me she's scottish she is scottish by birth but but th those are the words of an irish poet aren't they right so they really are I loved it. really are well done so she also had a chat with mickey um you know just for context of course walt was acquired by a u.s firm firm uh, doordash uh two years ago now i think yeah um, sounds right. for lots of billions um, he's still the CEO and the co-founder at Walt, but he's also the head of international now at DoorDash. So that's a big role. Um, but of course, she asked him, like, uh, you know, what, what's next, right? What's, what's the next uh, play for you after Slush and now Walt? And he said, people keep, ask, keep asking me that question. Uh, and I'm quoting from him. Uh, I say, this is next. I'm 33 years old. I'm a management team member at a stock-listed U.S. company. I'm learning so many new things every day. <laughs> so I can kind of, if you if you put it that way, you know, there's not many people uh, that have ever been in that kind of position. So um, I don't envy him because it must be uh, torture in many ways. Uh, but I do find if you're that uh, kind of entrepreneur and that ambitious, then you're in the right place still. I mean, handing your money over to a good financial planner and calling it a day. I mean, I, I know entrepreneurs are going to entrepreneur, but you, you, take a few years off, man. Just just chill. Chill, chill, <laughs> well, baby. Chilling much? Maybe someday. Chill, baby. Um, scoop. Um, for those listening, you're the first to know. But Miki is also joining us on stage at the next TechEU summit in Brussels on 24 May. When is that summit? It's on Wednesday, 24th of May. All right. So Miki will be there. So if you want to learn from some from one of the best, I would say, then uh, be there or be square. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> be there or be square. One other thing that happened this week that caught my attention, it's not a huge acquisition, uh, but it's a UK-based uh, company called Reviews.io. I don't know if you ever heard of this company. I hadn't. I have not. Um, so they're basically like a trust pilot uh, alternative or competitor, uh, however you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. But they've been sort of you know, building their business over the last decade or so, uh, quietly uh, signing up lots of e-commerce companies to... Uh, you know, handle their their reviews. Uh, they're, mm. they're based in the UK, not in London, but in Leicester. And the oh. only reason I know how to pronounce that is thanks to the football team, of course. Uh, but they've been quietly sort of building their business, you know, not making a lot of noise about it. Which brings us to this week, uh, where Reviews was acquired by uh, US e-commerce enablement player, AppHub, uh, who paid $27 million for the privilege of uh, owning the company outright. Wow. Uh, so they, they bought out the founders and all, all the shareholders, uh, and they're now basically taking the company sort of under their wings and, and trying to grow it internationally. So I thought that was a li- nice little acquisition. Yeah. How, how old is the company? When were they founded? 2012, I think so. So about a decade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Decade. Yeah. All right. They're not huge. They're, they're like 70 people that they didn't raise like huge rounds of funding, but they've been quietly sort of building their business in the background, which I more and more, I like these kinds mm. of stories. Mm-hmm, you know. mm-hmm. Just just get on with it and do the work and 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 avoid the the flash. Something that caught my eye this week. You know, we were we were talking after the show last week, uh, or was it before? I don't remember. Uh, but you know, last week Index Ventures came out with the news they've got uh, three hundred million uh, for a dedicated seed fund. We saw this week uh, early bird industry titan, if you will. Uh, they're following the success of their Paris office launch. They're now launching an office in London. So in other words, we've got these huge funds. Um, and I thought it was quite nice. This week, the, the news, they officially came out with the news that um, Pact VC, not to be confused with Backed VC. I'm wondering how that party is going to go down at Slush. The Backpack? Backpack. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. All right. There's the next branding for their collaborative venture. <laughs> Uh, but it's nice to see, you know, that there's still room in the in the ecosystem for some boutique VC firms. And according to the firm, the UK has its first fund that is founded by three female partners. So does that mean that there might be fund founded by two female partners or four female partners? This is the first one that has three. Yeah, it's a way. It's all right. yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but those founders are, and help me, dear Lord, get these names right, Tong Gu, Reem Mobasala Windham, and Monik Pham. Hopefully I got all those right. Uh, doing the digging, all of these ladies have um, some seriously impressive track records in their own right. And now they are combining forces. Uh, Pact is heading out of the gates with uh, $30 million. Uh, they're going to be focusing on economic inclusion, personal and professional well-being, and climate solutions with tickets ranging from $1 million to $1.5 million. Uh, also on the LP list is Andy Sachs, who you might better know as Anne Hathaway from The Devil Wears Prada. I know it's your favorite movie, Robin, right? I've never seen it. Don't kill me. Oh I've my. never seen it. I didn't know who you were talking about when you said Andy Sachs. I had to look Andy Sachs. I'm she, sorry. I don't it, know. Uh, didn't know. Well, there, there's your weekend watching. Devil Wears Prada. Uh, and uh, so far, they've uh, they actually led the seed round in a London-based startup here called Growth Kitchen, which is one of these high-order volume restaurant scaling services. Heard it before. But 
They do work with tor uh, Tortilla, Thai Kitchen, and the Athenian, which I have eaten at all of those lovely late-night grease joints. Uh, and the round also saw Gorilla's co-founder Ronnie Shibley on Shibley? Shibley? Shibley on the cap table. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, we've got these uh, massive funds coming out, and uh, here's here's a, a little boutique firm. It's got uh, its uh, female partners. All the best to them. I, I think this is cool. I like it. I dig it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. Um, more of this, please. You mentioned gorillas at the end, and it just reminded me of the fact that. Do we want to talk about gorillas? Is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? I am going to mention it, and simply for this reason, the talk uh -oh. of the town. Uh -oh. Is that Getter is putting an offer together for the company to buy them for about five hundred million, a little bit more. You know, that's down from their last value. Only, only half a billion, and only a hundred million in cash. The rest will be shares in Getter to be converted at a later time. So, that's the word on the street. We'll see if it pans out, but either way, it's not going to go down well. The message here is: take care of your employees. Yes, and sell when uh, mm. the mood is high yeah sell in a bear market bull market yes bull, bear, bear, bull, market. Bear, bear, bull market bull's good bears bad the bears no the, the bears are great the bulls maybe not so great hey but listen speaking of spacs live long and prosper robin we had another spac zap attack with the spac Yes, yes, a UK company called Zap, not to be confused with a relatively well-known company called Zap, which also de delivers groceries and whatnot uh, to people's doors. Uh, but no, it's a company called Zap Electric Vehicles. Uh, guess what they do? I'm going to go with scooters. They make electric vehicles. And indeed, they make um, what they call the fastest accelerating scooter in the world. I don't know if that really means anything. Wow. Uh, but anyway, they, they make a very, I have to say, very well designed. It looks pretty. Um, E-scooter. Uh, and that company is about to go public indeed through SPAC. Uh, they're merging with a company called CIIG -E Capital. It doesn't matter. Uh, one of these uh, SPAC, uh, <laughs> vehicles. SPAC companies. Right. Um, and then once the transaction closes, uh, the company... The company will see its shares as mm. trading on the Nasdaq. They've been at this for, for about five years. So they were found in 2017. Uh, and yeah, let's see what happens next. But uh, they're about to become a public company in very, very, very tough times to become a public company. So we'll see how that goes. Zip, zip, zap, zap. So I wanted to talk a little bit also about Bitpanda, the Austrian uh, fintech unicorn, of course, uh, best known for its crypto services. Mm. Uh, their local unit, uh, Bitpanda Asset Management in Germany, uh, mm -hmm. they received what, what is called a crypto custody and proprietary trading license. You don't have to remember any of that. that uh, but it's basically official. a license. Yeah, it, it's a license that enables them to um, to trade and sell uh, crypto assets uh, in Germany. Uh, so mm -hmm. with the move, uh, they, they've actually become the first European retail investment platform to meet uh, the quite strict, I have to say, uh, regulatory requirements uh, from Bafin. Uh, which is mm. first uh, the financial regulator over in Germany. So that was a, l a little bit of an interesting uh, piece of news uh, coming out of uh, a sector that's been very hard hit. We all know uh, about the crypto winter, which is very quickly turning into a proper uh, crypto ice age, I would say. Uh, <laughs> but some good news from good news from Bitpanda, um, and you know they, they'll probably start. Uh, offering uh, crypto custody, proprietary trading uh, for crypto assets for German residents uh, quite soon now that they have the license in the bag. I wonder why you would want to regulate crypto at a time like this. Huh. Yeah, leave it unregulated. Huh. Strange move. Yeah. Strange yeah. move. 
Strange moves. Speaking of strange moves, another one that this was not a big deal, but I just it just made my what alarm go off. Uh, Exceed. Uh, they are uh, based in Barcelona. They announced they ready. Watch this. They announced this week that they'd closed a two million euro funding round back in October, and they are a B two B city nightlife promotions and bookings portal that helps uh, bars, nightclubs, and festivals to publicize late night events as well as manage their staff, marketing, ticket door, table, and guest list systems. Sounds all fine and dandy so far. Uh, it uses AI and helps uh, helps match promoters and venues uh, to the right crowd for each scheduled event. They're currently working with Pasha in Ibiza. Have you been to Pasha? I've never been to Ibiza. <laughs> I know lots of lots lots of confessions today. From Moving on, Pasha in Ibiza and uh, Fabric in Fabrique in Madrid or Fabric Fabric I think it's Fabric in Madrid. Uh, the backers include Trin Ventures, Best Nights VC, which is, of course, the VC arm of Jägermeister. What a bomb. 360 Capital and Guillaume Penon, president at Wines and Spirits brand Moet Hennessy. Fine, right? Yes, but I feel there's a but coming here. But Pollen. How? I mean, I know, I know, I know. It's not quite the same thing, but any investor who's putting money into a nightlife clubbing dance music—sorry, but I think Pollen has really smudged that space for quite some time to come. And I realize these deals—you know—these are months, and it closed back in October. And maybe, and you know what? That's probably why they didn't announce it back in October. But uh, I just have to think to myself, like. In the words of James Clark from Molten Ventures, best of luck to you. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Good luck to them. Good luck to them. Yeah. Well, in- in- interesting investors, I have to say. By the way, you said best nights, of course, the VCR of Jägermeister. I didn't know they had one. Really? That's the first one. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, man. Where, where do you think I've been sending my CV every week? <laughs> CV <laughs> to VC. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Robin, that's, uh, I mean, I I got nothing else. What do you, I know there's one more thing. There's always one more thing, right? Uh, so many things. And I post a roundup every Friday afternoon, so you can go check it out. Uh, but one thing that I did want to mention uh, is that uh, the EU, the EU, Yay, European EU. Union, for Yay. those who don't know, uh, they aim to produce, <laughs> uh, get this, 20%, one-fifth of the world's semiconductors by 2030. What? Where? I just digest that for a second. It's 20% yeah. of the global semiconductor industry they want to dominate in a couple of years. It's never going to happen. Uh, but okay. anyway, um, th- at least they agree on it. <laughs> so the EU nations uh, this week, they agreed to pursue this, uh, this plan. It's a 43 billion euro plan. So it's a big one uh, to jumpstart, not even continue or build on it, to jumpstart uh, semiconductor production over here. Um, and that's, of course, there was a key hurdle uh, for the plan. They had to actually agree on it. Uh, so that finally happened this week. The plans weren't new, but the fact that the, the EU finally came together and said, okay, every member sta- state is actually behind this. Um, and uh, yeah, now we're off to the race, the race that they're going to lose, and they're not going to lose it very quickly. It will take a lot of time and a lot of money for them to lose. It's going to take time. Whole lot of precious time. 
And on a related note, there were um, also two European chip deals that that this week, actually, well, this month, uh, ran into trouble over their links with China. So that's that's all related, by the way. There were two companies. Uh, one was the new owner of Britain's biggest chip maker. Uh, they were ordered to unwind its takeover by a Chinese company. Mm. Uh, and then that was days after another uh, chip factory sale was blocked over in Germany. Uh, so the EU is getting very, very serious about their semiconductor plans, uh, blocking out China, uh, mm. from taking over, you know, valuable IP and valuable people and resources uh, and trying to centralize everything and put money behind it and hope for the best, which I can't say anything else about this plan other than let's spend billions of euros and hope for the best. In the words of James Clark from Molten Ventures, best of luck to them. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Well, Robin, listen, I think if you've got nothing else, anything else? No, my one more thing was my one more thing. The one more thing is the one more thing. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We are out of time. Let's get on into this weekend. Remember, there are 30 days left until Christmas. If you haven't got your Christmas shopping done now, head on over to the TechEU store. Do we have a store? Can we sell t-shirts? We should be selling t-shirts. Head on over to the TechEU store and get that gift for your loved one, the hoodie that no one can resist. My name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. I've been joined, as always, by Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, and we are out of here. Have a good weekend, everybody. Ciao, ciao, ciao. <laughs> ah, we should get a store. Do we have a store? No, people keep asking. Well, let's get a store, man.